Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Be excited about this one, and thanks to our sponsors, Whippersnapper, Margaret River Roasting, Blue Bet, Shelter Brewing Co., Leadable Cameras. Yes, there's a lot of them, Charlie. Now, that is yeah. right. We are very happy to have mm. this man in studio, Big Charles. How are you, mate? <laughs> Charles. Very good. Thanks for having me, lads. Charlie Dixon, from the Port Adelaide Footy Club. They're over here playing in the practice match, and we thought, what a chance mm-hmm. we get the best man into the house. Now, Charlie, we're straight into it, right, mate? We yeah. ask the same question to every guest. I'm sure you're yep. a big fan of Backchat, by the way. I'm sure you've been listening to the episodes. <laughs> Just nod your head. And yeah, say. mate. Yep. So, <laughs> greatest sporting achievement, right? We ask every we ask every guest this. Now, we know you've been an All-Australian player. You vice-captain the Gold Coast Suns at one stage. I don't know if you remember that, but you did. We know you've done a lot on the football field, right? We know, no, not really. We, we know you've done a lot. You've been finals. You've been second to the Coleman medal. Like he's done a lot, Dan, on the footy field. Uh, apparently. But your greatest sporting achievement, not on the football field. You can't You can't tell us, oh, I kicked a big goal out from outside 50. We see all that. We've seen yeah. the boundary goals. We right? want to know what you've done off the footy field. So I can see you looking at this um, beautiful trophy mm. here yeah. and you ask, what is it? And yep. so do I sometimes. Yeah, what grand is that? final um, performance by yours truly, under-12s, Chute Hill Cricket Club, elite club over here. It's yep. like one of the premier ones. Um, five wickets for 16 runs oh, in wow. the grand final. Yep. That's unreal. Yeah, I know. Yep. Five for 16 grand final. I'm a state under-9s 80-metre hurdle champion. 80-metre hurdle? Yeah, yeah. Wow. We've had... We've had poker players. We've had pigeon races. We've had javelin throwers. Skateboarders. Pops. People getting leads in play, which and, they, and these are these are champions like you are at your game. But what <laughs> is your greatest sporting achievement not on the football field? Oh, well, I um, gave you a lot of time to think of one. Yeah, as well. no, I don't know. I played a bit of basketball. Um, Saw that. Oh, I remember. Like, I think the name's still up there. It was like a. Under tens, under twelves, like best and fairest, or something like that. And I had my, my name, C. Dixon, up on like the wall, and like in the main sort of arena at Bas- at the Mar- Cairns Marlins Basketball Centre. So every time I used to walk past it, I'd be like, "That's my name." <laughs> <laughs> that, like, that just that was the first thing that came to my no, head. No, that's so, exactly what it was. Yeah, like, BNF's good, cut, yeah. mate. The Cairns Marlins, Marlins yeah. yeah. Like, and just walk through the walk through the main area. I don't know if it's haven't been back there in years, but probably about five years ago, I went there. My name was still there. So, but. Yeah, you walk through the main main entrance, the main courts on the right, and then all the other courts are on the left. But through there, there's all the memorabilia and mm. little C. Dixon is sitting up top there. That's what was forever. your first job? You're from Queensland, aren't you? Yep. you? Grew up in Cairns. Yeah, first job I worked for my dad. Um, he had a bus company and um, that ran sort of tours from 
uh, like cans to the Daintree, pick up all the reefs and all that sort of stuff. So used to polish rims and ball bars. And um, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. So it was polisher. Like after polisher. Genuine polisher, yeah. When um, <laughs> I didn't stick at it as long as my brother did. He was pretty, like, I do it after. Um, he's a long, he's a long time polisher. Yeah, <laughs> did it after um, after after school. We'd go there because I have to wait for mum and dad to take us home. And anyway, we'd be doing getting eight bucks an hour and sort of sitting there. Like started off, dad wouldn't give us the the buff. Mm. We'd have to do it by hand, and like you'd be sitting there polishing with a rag and a bit of thing, and you'd be on a little chair. And you some of the buses had. Six wheels, right? And so you're there. A bus takes a long time by hand. Did you and then say you had you polishing the toe balls? Um, the bull bars. Yeah. <laughs> bull bars. Yeah. It was – and then wow. um, from there, yeah. Uh, I did, Promotions? Yeah. yeah. You start driving I did not – my brother went, went from doing that to um, – then he was a hostie. So he'd go up on his days off on school. When we were at school, we used to have Thursdays off. Yeah. If you're 11 and 12. So he would go and host like up on the train and sort of tell people where to go and all this sort of stuff. And I went from there and went to Macca's and I was um, serving. <laughs> I worked at Macca's. What's with people serving Macca's on this it's show? Just, yeah, no, <laughs> so you worked 80%. at Macca's? I did. Um, I actually said I'm going on holidays and didn't go back, so I'm currently still on holidays. <laughs> wow. Now, this leads to – Just have a fallback. I yeah. mean, mate, we're, we're, we've got to ask them. You know, the Philadelphia fish. Oh, yeah, Philadelphia fish. How did you go? Where did do you, you sit with Philadelphia fishes? Yeah. I wouldn't touch it, wouldn't go near it. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, it's changed a lot since you, I mean, you still work there technically. <laughs> yeah, technically. <laughs> so you haven't been updated on the new, um, the new. Dan's sort of, a big Philadelphia yeah. fish guy. Okay. And Philae. I, and I uh, what is it? The Philae fish. I, I could not think of anything worse. No. And, and I asked people who work at Macca's, like, what actually goes into that? Is there fish I, in there? Oh, I've got no idea. But like, I don't reckon I can remember someone ever ordering one. <laughs> Dan never made That's the good. Cans. They're always made fresh. Yeah, exactly. They've been re- sitting in the freezer for like <laughs> five, ten years or something. So you grew up in Queensland yep. in Cairns. Do you play footy? Like, do you play footy? Growing yeah. Oh well, um, I sort of played a little bit here and there. I didn't really like it that much. So I just wanted to be a basketballer. So, but my brother loved footy, so he was playing footy, and then he stopped playing basketball, and I just kept playing basketball, and then I'd come in and fill in for footy a little bit. And then, um, and then I just sort of didn't want to do it, and then eventually fell out of basketball, and then sort of gave footy a good crack when I was about fifteen, yeah. And then sort of did a bit of uh, representative stuff and regional and state stuff, and then got asked to join a Brisbane club, and um, but yeah, it wasn't a big big footy scene. But did you move to Brisbane? Yeah, I moved to Brisbane with um, my brother. Moved down in two thousand seven, and then I moved down in two thousand eight to Redland, the Redland Bombers. Yeah. And um, we spent a year – he spent probably five years down there, he did, and I spent a year with them and then got picked up by the Gold Coast in 2008. Your timing was unreal. I mean, mm. for, a, for a startup club to be coming into the mm. Queensland region, yep. you were like ripe for the picking. Pretty much, Local yeah. boy. Yeah, absolutely. Gun. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I was well, just mate, you're one of the first very skinny. Up. Yeah, but you're, you're, well, you're no longer skinny, I'll tell you that, right? <laughs> but you, you – I mean, you, you're in you're in the, the actual catchment area, right? Yeah, like yeah. You were picked absolutely. up as a local – yeah. Signing. You so, sign with them as a, as a TAC Cup team. Yeah, well, that's it. So Dame Beans, myself, Zach Smith, uh, Rory Thompson and um, Jesse Haberfield and maybe one other. We were, sit, we were all in the same room. Beams, Beams, he was like, nah, I'm going to play AFL and I'm going to play for Collingwood. So really? it's like, all right, mate, see ya. <laughs> and he did. And he came out in his first year and, like, you know, Beams he was, he just dominated. So Wow. And um, I was like, yeah, well – I'm this skinny 97 kilo kid 
that's 200 centimetres. I need some time to develop. Yeah. I'm not going to play. So I was like, this this is good. Got a three-year contract. First ever sign with the Suns. And um, then Rory Thompson and a few other boys, Zach Smith, I think they signed the next day or something like that. Yeah. Because um, Tack Cup's under 18. So yeah. I'm a Victorian, so I know what Tack Cup is. But it's like Colts footy over here in Western Australia. Yeah. It's the under-18 comp. So yeah. they started the team and you guys were – you weren't in the AFL. You no. Were, you were underage we're side. Underage, yeah. So we were – like I was 17 when I signed, just turned 18 The sort of in September. So, yeah, just turned 18 when I signed and, um, yeah, then we would just run around. And what jumpers – did you have Gold Coast jumpers on? Well, our first um, – like our first preseason, we had like running shorts and then cotton singlets with um, ironed on – GC logo, <laughs> cotton, and, wow, and, and Reebok logo. Thanks for that in the humidity. Yeah, well, like they were wet sort of instantly in the warm up, and then they just said, "Oh, well, you can take your tops off, but just put them in your in your shorts for bibs and skin sort of thing." So, like, all <laughs> the loose. all the lads were so tan, and like, I remember our first game. I missed the first game, I think, for like because I had osseous pubis like every young bloke did back yes, in the day. That was a, that was a trend. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. It's unheard of no, now no at one, the moment. No, no one, one has it. Yeah, no one. No, you'd be wrong, mate. Get through yeah. it. Stressies. Yeah. Man. Stress factors. Yeah, exactly. Hot spot. But um, I remember boys got sort of whacked, I forget by who, and they're like, oh, well, at least you guys look good. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was so tan and like because we just had spent the whole like summer, no shirts on, just – and we like it was an unbe- unbelievable experience. Like I loved it. We'd go train all day and then everyone would go down the beach together and we'd all sort of – most of the boys lived all Yeah, were you living to together? Other. Like, were you in like, I had a, oh, we were building it out. Yeah. I had family friends that lived in Runaway Bay and then all the other boys were in Miami like towards Berlin and all that sort of stuff. So Unreal. we'd just go down, swim down there, go to sushi train and just <laughs> like – we'd just be like – we're just young kids living, you know. Like, Did it feel like you were in an AFL club? Absolutely no. not. No. No, we're just having a time of our life. <laughs> So was it all the the players in that tag team? Are they all potential? They were signed as AFL players, or are they just like? Yeah, well, Rory Thompson's still in the Gold Coast team. Zach, he ju- he just retired, I think, this year. Zach Smith last was year, a yeah. ruckman. Yeah, Geelong. Um, well, yeah, it was just question, like though. basically the Queensland state side. Yeah. So that was sort of us, and then um, we got, and then we went to the VFL, then we got a few um, selected boys out of the draft and pre-draft and all that sort of stuff like Dave Swallow, Trent McKenzie, Luke Russell, Maverick Weller. Um, Tommy Nichols and a few others like that. I think we got like, a bunch of them. In the VFL. Then so we played in the VFL. Yeah. So you've gone from the under eighteen state comp. Yeah. To the VFL. Yeah. We're yeah. getting sm- smacked. Yeah, we did. Um, we we made it to the first one of the first finals in the TAC Cup, and then um, yeah, we sort of we were okay, but yeah, yeah, it was like. Everything was brand new. Like we were trying to make our own. You know, like footy clubs. You've, you, you're a young bloke. You walk in, and these are the rules. This yeah. is it. You go into a f- brand new football club, and everyone's working hard to try and work out what we stand for, what we're going to be, what we're going to do. So it sort of becomes every year was like, right, what are we going to stand for this year? And your kids, right? Yeah, there's no, there's no. I was the, one of the Ablett and Bach no and veteran players. Campbell no. Brown. All those guys hadn't been. They weren't there. They didn't come till yeah, end of um, the VFL year. Right. So that first when was that? Two thousand ten? End of two thousand ten. We had um yeah, that's when all the so, older boys come. So facilities and no senior players, like like what what is it like to be in that like you do you have a team song? Like what <laughs> what are you guys What are you doing over there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um no, I don't even think we had a team song. 
because we were called the GC17 for a while in that like first because of the 17th team. Um, we wow. went the TAC Cup. I can't remember if we sang a song. Wow. Because I remember the first time we won a game in the AFL, we held up, um, our property guy held up the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's crazy. And isn't we're it? all looking at it like, yeah, reading it off the thing because like, and it wasn't all finalized until we we're actually in the AFL, yeah. which what we were called. And yeah, so the sons, the sons and, yeah. and everything like that. So that's that wasn't sort of through until we we're like halfway through the VFL year. I'm pretty sure if wow. I can remember back then. But yeah, but like, like I said, it was just like we have club rooms. Yeah, didn't you have dongers and stuff? Yeah, we had dongers. Yeah. <laughs> so out the back, like when before they started building Carrara, the stadium. Yeah. So it was Carrara back then. It was a, we. I grew up so well. All the footy I did was at that. It was a big sort of. Big so it was ground. Like a home ground. It was like a home ground huh. sort of thing. And um, and then we went and then they built a big tin shed for our gym. But before they did that, we were in demountables like no bigger than this room. And you got like 40 blokes in there lifting, like doing bench press and <laughs> doing dumbbell, like all this other weird stuff. And then, then they built us a big tin shed. That's where all the gym stuff was like and then um, bikes and all that stuff was in there. And, and then when – they started demolishing Carrara. They moved that, picked that shed up, moved it down to the back near the river, and then we trained out at the, on the soccer ovals. Which are Guy McKenna, he broke his ankle out there Ooh. doing some training with us oh, in a divot. In a divot, yeah. And then same with um, any players like Harrow. He did a um, wow. he did a yeah did an ankle had to get surgery. Like it was an absolute goat track. He played AFL at this stage. Was still in the VFL? No, this is still VFL. Oh. I mean, people people are critical of Gold Coast performance in the first few years. Yeah, I mean, probably probably speaks to a little bit of the fact. You it know, like Ammo's. Well, it starts like a, you know, it's, it's worse than Ammo's, mate. Ammo's, you have senior players. You can, yeah, you, can you have the culture. You walk into an amateur club, and it's like these are the rules, boys. Yeah. This is when you can, you know, on field, like this is what we do. This is what we stand for. But off field, this is when you drink. There's got seventeen year old blokes trying to set culture. Like, yeah, that's a difficult ask, right? Yeah. Well, then we had a couple of sort of senior boys, Danny Stanley, Sammy Isles, come from um, Collingwood. They came to the for the VFL year. I think we had maybe one or two others as well. But yeah, we're still sort of, they're still kids as well, you know. So mm. we were just trying to make our own way, and mm. and um, yeah, and the sort of <laughs> how it all ended up. But yeah, like I didn't have. So the whole time I was there, the new newest facility we had was the stadium, Metricon. They were the newest change rooms that we had, but we were still having all our team meetings and everything else out in the dongers, in the shed. out the shed. So when I moved to Port, I think it was a year or another year after that, they got all the new facilities. Right. So it was seven years. Seven like, yeah. years, yeah. Sheesh. Do you think it would be different? So obviously now there's a lot of talk around the Tassie team. Do you – Oh, surely they can't do the same thing again. They would have to build in better oh, structure in place for a yeah, new team Yeah, I think so because it's like, I mean, uh, sort of you look at the GWS and the way they sort of did it, I suppose they may have had like they looked at us and what we probably didn't do do right and then they made sure they did some certain other things right over there and whatnot. So to be able to – they've got two um, – Guinea pigs. Of, yeah, like two <laughs> guinea pigs really. So they don't really have an excuse if they're going to go for another team in Tassie yeah. that it needs to be sort of someone that goes in there and knows how to, knows how to run the place properly and get certain players in that are like that. Like you just did probably the 24, 25-year-olds that are sort of coming through and are genuine leaders and can run the football club and 
all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't still wouldn't change a thing. I mean, I still like I was so privileged to be able to play there and and be a part of like a brand new club. Like I love that place and yeah. probably loved it a little bit too much. And <laughs> <laughs> get carried away a little bit because no one knew who we were and we could go and have a drink and. Oh. No one would right. even bat their eyes at us other than the coaches. The, the hub over there when we spent time in the hub, I yeah. just remember thinking, like, how does not every player in the AFL want to play for Gold Coast? Like, this yeah. place is unbelievable. <laughs> no one knows a thing about you. Yeah. The beaches are beautiful, great restaurants. Like, yeah. weather's great. It was unreal. I can see how much you loved it. So um, so you, you played as a, as a tack cup in the under-18s, played in the VFL, but you get to the AFL. Yep. Do you remember – you remember your first game? I mean, pretty significant for yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely do. I, I do remember the, um, like the build-up and all that sort of stuff. And I remember I was like oddly sort of calm. Like I didn't really think it was much. I just thought it was another game. And, um, and yeah, so I managed to sort of kick the first goal even though we are down by 40 points in the first five minutes and gave it the world. And, <laughs> did you celebrate? Yeah, I did, yeah. And um, – <laughs> Was but, it something that boys were talking about before you played? No, nah, the first one, boys. No, I don't. I can't even remember if we were or not. Like that's the thing. Like I think about it now, it was a bit of a blur. Like I didn't, I can't really remember the warm up or the chats or anything like that. But I just remember being out in the field. Yeah. And um, yeah. So it was a pretty unreal experience. Like um, I mean, the first game was at the Gabba and you know it's Carlton, and then we lost by eighty or something like that. But it was yeah, it was pretty cool. Did you get a car or a prize or something for kicking the first goal? Surely. <laughs> extra, bit oh. of extra space in the dongers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> An extra nah, meal. Didn't get anything actually. Oh, rough. Which is a bit stiff. Yeah. What um, what what are your memories of those early first years? Some, you know, you weren't getting the results on the field yeah. at all, but we've sort of spoken about like, but what are your memories of as a team? You know, like rocking up and and a lot of losses. Yeah. Um, no, I think like we was we were, like I said like with the Tac Cup and VFL that group there was still a fairly solid group of boys that were together in that, so we were we were still a very strong group. It's just like trying to put it all together on the field, you know, and and being consistent over four quarters was the biggest thing. And it was like it was hard. Like we went, I think, the 15, 14 or fifteen games we lost straight or something like that. Yeah. So like that's pretty grim. I yeah. remember like last year with the, with us us boys, you know, yeah. we, we lost five in a row. And so we were right, boys. Don't you worry. I've been 15 and 0. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we'll be right. Don't you worry. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> five, boys. That's yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Try trading in a donger and get 15 on the trot. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that was it. You know, like, we sort of stuck together and as you do as a football club you get around each other you're you're around each other and especially because there's a lot of interstate boys as well so everyone did a lot of stuff together but you sort of trying to reinvent the wheel when you sort of get when you're at that point when you're like well what do we fucking do now yeah. you know like what can we do like how do we do this how do we train this and like from what i can remember i still think it was it was still a great place to go and train and, and sort of try and get get better but yeah it's it's hard when you're not getting those results do you remember? Oh, sorry. Do you remember hearing um, the news that Ablett would be signing with the team? Was that like a, a yeah. big boost for the for the for everyone? Because he was like you know prime prime Ablett at that time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't really remember. I mean, like, I'm not a footy head, so like I'm like I was like, all right, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like so. Yeah. I, like I can't really remember like saying, oh shit, yeah, we got gas. But like I'm probably sure I'm probably did you know like it's best I didn't watch I still don't watch a lot of football and I didn't watch football 
growing up either. So I was like, everyone's Gaz is the best in the world, and and some of the shit he would do on a football field, bit of delivery to you, yeah, you'd be like, how the fuck did he do that? <laughs> and like, it's just um, he's amazing and amazing to play with. Yeah, to see the way he sees the game and what he what he was able to do in a team that was sort of, you know, heavily undermanned. And him sort of carrying a fair bit. Like he had more touches than we scored sometimes, you know. <laughs> fact. Fact. Yeah. Actual fact. Talking about how he sees the game, that improved slightly for you when you discovered that <laughs> you actually couldn't see. Yeah. Were you playing half blind as a junior yes. and then a little bit as the AFL? So my first game with Carlton, I didn't I didn't have contacts in. Right. And, and um, what did that mean? Like Oh, what? everything was like I remember like I before that 2010 and that I was trialing contacts. I didn't like them and I just couldn't get used to them. And then so then I just play without them. And um and it wasn't until I found someone that actually sort of could help me a lot better, not just give me contacts and say Here you go. But like I'd be look, I'd be at the end of like up the end of in the forward line and I'd be looking. Like, All right, who the fuck's got the ball there? All right, <laughs> who, who we got? And then I'd be and then the ball would come in and. And um, I didn't realise how blind I was until I put like a real like the proper set of contacts in, and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> so I like, are you serious? Like, and like, and then one, I'd like forget them. I'd like forget them and train. We'd have a night training, and I wouldn't be able to see the ball till it was here. Really? <laughs> so I just had laser surgery. And um, I don't wear any contacts anymore. It's fucking amazing. What's that like? What's that like? like you can you can see. I can see. Like I wouldn't be at your both your faces would be blurry if I didn't have wow. my contact if I didn't have the laser surgery and didn't have contacts in. That's incredible. Yeah, and so I've had the laser surgery done maybe four and a half weeks ago. Ten days of sort of just rest and wearing sunnies inside and shit. Wow. It was pretty uncomfortable, but I'd go, I'd sit through it every day just so I can see. So you've obviously trained since you've had the laser yep. surgery. Is it different to contacts? Like, is it better than contacts? Oh yeah, I think it is better than better than contacts for sure. Yeah, it's um, my eyes aren't as dry, and because I only wear dailies, yep. but still, like you for some reason you accidentally sleep at them so you have a night out and drink and then yeah. you go past out of bed. Accidentally. accidentally sleep in them. Oops. And then you wake up the next day and your eyes are irritated and, and then you've just got to slap it, take them out and slap another pair in. Then you sort of it's it's not it's not nice. Yeah. But, um, happens in basketball where guys get them knocked out, like not knocked out of the road, but they fall out and they're like trying to find them on the court and stuff. Did yeah. you lose them on the pit? Yeah, yeah. I'd always bring a sort of set because you'd always get someone to stick a finger in your eye or something like that and then I'd have to work out and like just touch my eye and see if it, it was still in there. Wow. And then I'd be like, right, I've got to go off and then run in the change room, jam another one in and run back out. So. Yeah. People know you as a forward, right? Charlie yeah. Dixon, a forward. Close to a common medal in 2020, all Australian as forward, but you played as a backman for Gold Coast, <laughs> didn't you? Didn't I you? did. 2012, I was in 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 the backline for a few games. Now, this yeah. is back chat. Look, we don't we don't have a lot of forwards on it. We do have forwards here, but I always try to find. <laughs> have you spent time as a backman? And you have. I have. Yes. Did you like it? I actually, I've never been as nervous as I was as a as a backman <laughs> going into games like. I used to sh- I would shit myself. Like, um, welcome, mate. That's yeah. what fucking career is about. Like, <laughs> like, oh, here we go. This place going to kick a hundred on me. Perfect. <laughs> I remember. I think my first game that I did play back, they put me on on Hawkins, oh, and I was like, are, "Are you sure?" It's <laughs> like, "Are you sure?" And he kicked two goals straight away. And then they moved someone else on him, and then I just played loose. <laughs> 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 they started taking intercept marks, and um, and 
I was playing back when Carmichael kicked winning goal in Cairns. Remember that? So I was after playing, Siren? After Siren, yep. So I was playing down back then and um, at my home ground. It was like slippery as, but I was loving it. Yeah. Down back, just wasn't really playing on anyone. See, like this bloke knows now. Some forwards have never experienced as a backman. Yeah. They just don't get it. That when you rock up and it's raining as a backman, you're like, you're beauty. <laughs> forwards are going to have an absolute shocker today. Yeah. Just be near my man and just slap his yeah, arms around. Exactly right. Yeah. So, no. And then uh, I think it might have been that. Oh, another game where I started in, in the back line. I was doing taking a few marks and then they moved me forward again and then I didn't move back from oh. there. So I kicked a few goals as soon as I moved forward and then they're like, right, you can stay there. You kicked seven in a game for Gold Coast? I did, yes. Yep. What's that like? Uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. <laughs> it was <laughs> did, you nice. Feel, did you feel like you were going to kick 50? No. Like, yeah, did you kick something early and then you are like, I'll kick four in this first. I might kick 16 goals here. Yeah, well, I, it just sort of like you have those – Days where you just like it's it's on and and like I kicked seven two so like I only yeah. I had nine shots it's quite a few there's quite a few yeah. shots it's a bad day for the <laughs> yeah day. and um but like yeah it was um and the ball was coming in and like it was just lacing me out there would have been maybe two or three con- t- maybe two contested marks yeah. the rest were just like a nice lead up and and all that sort of stuff but That's I don't good. get too many of them anymore. Do you remember playing forward on Scoey? Playing forward, yeah. Any memories of um, – I mean, you would have – you've had some bags kicked on you in, in, in the past. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think I've kicked any bags on him, though. No, I've seen I've seen Charlie kick a bag, but it was on Tommy Brass. And I was just making sure I was up the ground on Tommy, Tommy Marshall or someone. Uh, my memories of playing on Charlie, I just always used to think, like, fuck, this guy's big. Like, this is – like, same as Hawkins. Like, same of these yeah. guys. Like, I've – I've never been this big guy. Like the most I ever played at was like 95 kilos, 96 yeah. kilos, um, 100 when I was in the hub because I'd have a bit too much there, <laughs> too many beers. But uh, like I used to just think like this guy's massive. That's what I used to think. Yeah. Charlie obviously just, just go, like, no memories whatsoever. <laughs> no. Like, see you later. I remember um, he'd, if the ball hit the ground, he was very good below his knees and he, he would always – Show the ball to me and go around me. I remember I always like. I remember one day I got like I I got him, but then it was wet, and I grabbed him and he he fended me off and like my feet were planted in the ground because it was so wet. I just my feet just moved backwards and he got around oh, me. Huge. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was that's probably I one of the main. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I lipped off it here as well. Yeah. I used to like playing on Charlie because. I could tell it was a good bloke. Some some forwards, right? If you lip <laughs> off, they get they get real personal. Yeah. And you he used to get angry. He had white line fever, as did I. <laughs> which is I used to like those guys because most guys with white line fever off the field are very good blokes. Yeah. But you just you see this glint in the eyes, like <laughs> we're, we're going to have a battle here. But yeah. then after the game, shake hands, yeah. have a laugh. Tom Hawkins was the same, he's exactly the same. Yeah. Um, when he knocked me out, I found that out. <laughs> <was a> real, <laughs> real. You never punch him before, Charlie. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get to Port Adelaide in a little bit, but um, the back end of Gold Coast getting traded, twenty fifteen. Yep. What's what's that sort of what's that like being traded as a player and talking managers and contracts? Yeah, no, it's pretty. Um, it's a pretty daunting sort of thing. Once you sort of work out that you you want to go and um, you sort of tell – like hardest thing is telling your teammates that you sort of move and you're going to go somewhere else to try and try something different for your career is is quite hard, especially, you know, I suppose everyone who's sort of been with a certain group for about five, seven years and, um, and then telling them like, oh, I'm 
going somewhere else. So that was that was very hard. I remember doing it was in Sydney after a Sydney game, and um, yeah, not not a nice thing to do. And you just sort of because you love the boys and, and still do, but for me it was the it was the best move for me to sort of get out of Gold Coast and, and see what a football football culture is like and. And it's um it's definitely an eye opener. Uh, it sort of took me a fair bit to get used, but I was pretty nervous about sort of because my trade didn't get done till quite late. So um, I remember I was just sitting on the Gold Coast and just sort of twiddling my thumbs and waiting to see what I'm what I'm going to do. And and then it sort of finally went through. And then I went down. <laughs> I went down for five days. And I stayed at West Lakes and I went through the club and all this sort of shit. And I remember I hated it. Really, I was like. <laughs> Because I was living on, I was living a hundred meters from the beach Barely. on the Gold Coast. Like I was in Miami, in between, and it's quiet. And I was like, hundred meters from the beach, little beach shack. And I was like, this place is amazing. And then I go down there, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I'm like, I knew Ken. Like that's all I knew. Oh, coach at Gold coach, Coast, yeah. yeah. And then Cracker as well. So I knew those boys. Then you can and crack. That was it. And I was like moving to a completely new state. No family, no nothing down there. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm in it now. And um, anyway, so I rented a house in um, like near Goodwood. So I was like near the city sort of thing. I was looking to buy down the beach but didn't want to do it. And beach is only good for like three months of the year in uh, SA. So I was like, no, I don't want to do that. But got a place and uh, I just felt like it was my first ever winter. And I was like... It felt like it was fucking raining every day. It's like five degrees and I've gone, I'm doing my five years and I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going back to the Gold Coast. Really? <laughs> and um, But I've fallen in love with the place and I don't want to move. I don't want to leave. And um, so You li- live there after you've Yeah, after I on? finish footy, definitely. Really? I'm, I've got, it's a big flip. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and like I think it's my pace. Like I just bought a place out in, uh, the, in the hills near Sterling and um, i got about four acres there and – no, everyone leaves me alone. I'm out there by myself. So you feeding your cows? You yeah, cows they're next doors. But I'm building a house up there. So once I do that, I'll, I'll get a bit of wildlife and whatnot and <laughs> hopefully buy some more land off the neighbour behind me. But, yeah, I just love it. It's my pace. The car scene's pretty massive there. So, yeah, I was, love it. Was it always port in that trade period, that trade time? Um, I think I had – it. well, port came in late. There was Brisbane and um, – I think Frio even was sort of talking a little bit and then there might have been uh, Melbourne, one of the Melbourne clubs or something like that. But when sort of Kenny came through, I it was sort of easy from there really. But, um, um, do you think um, – now you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but 2015 you get trade at the end. Do you think during that year potentially some of your pre-game rituals maybe, you know, <laughs> sign, sign, sign your contract out the door? A couple of, uh, couple of glasses of red yeah, before well, games? Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty funny because, yeah, I was, I was doing that before games and, and going out and kicking – Kicking goals and, and doing all right. So I thought I was like, well, I've got to keep doing it. So for people who don't know, I mean, I won't put three under the bus too much, but you were suspended in, in 2015 for a game for breaking the Gold Coast uh, drinking co- uh, drinking rules. Yep. Um, it's, by the sound of things, a a uh, like a bill came through to the club <laughs> a couple of weeks of post it happening. Yeah. Maybe a bottle of wine. Ordering it the, from the hotel. <laughs> the yeah. So come on. <laughs> no, what I I wasn't even in my room. It was in um, Harley Bennell's room. But like I'd been having like a, a glass of red wine just to, with dinner, and that sort of like take the edge off things, and and then that was it. And um, yeah, I never pay my room bills. Still don't. <laughs> You'd think I'd learn, right? But anyway, so we had a drinking ban in place and 
I thought we'd I'd spoken to sort of one of the leaders and said that it was okay and apparently it wasn't and um yeah so then that came back to the club and they jumped on Harley and um then he just said no nah, that wasn't me it was Chuck <laughs> <laughs> and I was like yeah it was me because I've been that's what I've been doing for the last six weeks and it, it actually helps me and then uh they're like bullshit no nah, can't do that you're done and um yeah so that was that copped your whack yeah I mean that was four, eight years ago now mm, if long I time you feel, feel like you've you know, now especially now, I feel like you matured a bit. Oh, you're, still, well, you're still copping a red before games. <laughs> no, good, good wine region. You know what? Not really. You know what he's doing tomorrow. <laughs> you know what he's doing tomorrow. He's playing a game of footy tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by a whiskey company in here. And a yeah, beer well, there you go. Take, take the edge off for sure. Um, <laughs> do you feel like you know? Jokes aside, do you feel like you've matured? Like, oh yeah. I mean, like as a young kid, no one can really tell you what to do. I mean, I was probably the worst for that. Really, I always thought I knew sort of best, and you know, you go through stages where. You, yeah, you're an arrogant little prick, and and you know, like, yeah, I there's definitely a lot of things that I should have I should have changed and and didn't till I sort of got a reality check, and and that's so why I got the reality check is because I thought I was I was better than what I was, and that's sometimes that's and you need a clip, and I and that's sort of why I have a really good relationship with Kenny, it's because if I'm been an asshole, he'll let me know <laughs> pretty quickly too, so and then it's like yeah, all right, you're right. Sorry, all right, I'll do better. And it's like, and I don't think we do that enough these days. I think there's, we've got to watch out for people's feelings too much. We're really, we're here for a job and the job is pretty high, high intensity. And if it's, you know, there's players and people that aren't sort of doing what they need to be doing, we sort of dance around the fact. Ken Hinckley from afar looks like a terrific coach. Has, yeah. It sounds like you've got a close relationship with him, but as a coach, what's he like? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way he sort of had to adapt his his coaching is um, from like when he started with. I remember talking to the poor boys when he started. It was like there was no fun. We're here to work. This is the way it's going. This is it. No drinking. No nothing. And um, and then he sort of he's wound it back and he's just adapted to the way the games change because it changes every year. Like yeah. whether we like it or not, it's it's a different game completely from even when I started to where it is now. And um, but he he's unreal. He's He's a genuine, great human being and um, he's always looking out for the human being before the footballer. So that's what I love about him. Yeah, what, was the, um, what was the biggest change that you noticed from, from Gold Coast to Port um, when, you, when you got there? Oh, I'd just be the history of a club. Or like Considering like we were creating our own history at the Gold Coast and then going to one of the oldest football clubs in Australia – and the premierships and stuff they won in the SNFL and and just the 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 fan base and everything was it was an absolute eye opener for me like I'd never experienced anything like that because I was sort of like the new toy in town and and um, yeah it was like just as much people love me they hate me as well so which is like, which I'm totally fine with because that's just the way I play as well I'm easy, I'm the sort of easy to hate sort of bloke who I think is um, emotional and sort I was of – I say, yeah. you, you look emotional, which oh, I, I mean, like. I'm very I'm a very emotional person. That's from my dad and mm. so thanks, mate. Thank you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, – yeah, and just walking down the street I'd get someone say, 
g'day and all this sort of stuff and then I'd tell get someone drive past and go, fuck you, Charlie Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> you know? All in the, like in a span of half an hour when I first moved to the club, like all that shit would happen and I was just like, I'm just walking my dog, like Christ. <laughs> like and that like nothing like that would happen to us on the Gold Coast. So that was that was that would be the probably the biggest um change for me was being a football like knowing that that what this is what football's like in SA. You've um You've had some you've had some injuries through your career, right? Like you've played in the league since 2011, uh, 2023. Now you played 180 games. You've missed some footy, mm. um, r- rather than talking about your body. Like, how, how's the mind been with dealing with injury, being in rehab, being like buttering up every time? Like, it yeah. must be tough. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it is a um, it is a pretty tough thing anyway. Like for for anyone to go through any sort of injury and. But I mean, like I, my stuff was sort of more high impact than sort of soft tissue. So it was just probably on the way that I play and and having glass ankles as well. Sort say, of doesn't yeah, I feel like you've, I know you've had heaps of ankle injuries. Yeah. So I've that. last year I had two on my left, and so what do I have? Um, so I've had six on my left, like cleanouts and wow. and sort of surgeries, and then five on my right. Wow. So because I broke my right. Yeah, and that was against you guys. Yeah, remember. And um, but yeah, I mean, it is it is a hard place to go, and like nearly most of my big ankle ones, I've sort of gone from, all right, you'll be right in this amount of time, and then you get to that time, and you're not, and like you, they're scanning you your leg and looking at it, and they're going, you, you should be fine, and I'm like, well, I'm fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why aren't I? Like you know, yeah. and then. I'd be running, I'd run one day and I'd feel fine. I'd wake up the next day, I couldn't walk. And then I'd be like, there's something wrong. And they're like, well, the scan doesn't show everything. It doesn't show us anything. that there's anything wrong. Yeah. I was like, well, why can't I run? Why can't I do this? And then you just sort of like, you question everything. You're like, well, well am I done then? Yeah. Do I just pack it up? Like, why can't I do this? And then they'd go in and have a look and then they'd be like, oh, we've sort of missed this thing. There's a flap on the ear, that sort of bone on bone and that that'll be your thing and and like that would that would just sort of be and then you'd be another four or five weeks from that surgery and then you do it all again and you're just sort of fighting mainly against yourself really that's yeah. the hardest part is staying sort of positive and, and not letting yourself sort of slip in which is easier said than done and i i definitely didn't handle the break of my leg very well and um to the point where i was just like I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do it. Just Think I'm about done. Giving, giving up for you. Yeah, and just everything really. I was I was just completely done with it. And um, that was just a – that was sort of with personal stuff that I had going on as well. I was just – felt really defeated. So – and then that escalates on to everything else that's not working for you and then you become a bit of an arsehole around the football club because nothing's working for you and nothing's right. Everyone's playing footy but you're not. And then you sort of just become – very isolated and then sort of thinking about yourself and and then the best thing I did for this injury that I had last year when it was sort of like a month out from footy and then I did yeah I did my left ankle it was just sort of making sure I'm around the club and being a good person around the club and that helped me so much because the lads are always keen to see you always seem keen to see how you're doing and they get around you a lot more and that's what a good team does Teammates and friends, they'll sort of help you massively get through that sort of stuff. Because otherwise, I'd isolate myself big time yeah. when I broke my leg. 
<clears throat> did you have like a, a turning point or someone in particular or speak to some guys about, you know, finding it mentally difficult and some people have defining moments where they're like, yeah, you know, this really helped me or talking to this person or hearing this story or do, do you have anything like that? Um, probably. I think I had um, – I remember I was back playing footy and I was just not in a good headspace to start with and I played – played, we played Richmond, we lost and then I just – I went out, went out that night with a bunch of mates, and then came back to the football club. Yeah, came back to Adelaide, and then I, coaches were like, "Look, you're not in the right headspace. You're not playing this week." And I sort of lost it. I said, "Well, it's the fucking only thing I've got. Mm. Why let me play football?" And then I said, "Am I playing twos?" And they're like, "No." Nah. And I said, "You got to let me play twos. You got to let me play twos." I'm like, "Can't do it. Otherwise, I'm, I'll be a fucking mess." So then they let me. So then I played twos, and I remember I was just driving down. We're playing. Um, we are playing south, so I was driving down the freeway down there and I was just bawling my eyes out because I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I was just had like no control over myself, pulled over on the side of the road and I was just like, fuck, what am I doing? I can't do this. I was like, I'm so over it. I was emotional. I just couldn't do it. And then I remember just sort of looking at my phone and I saw my brother's kids and I was like, all right, well, let's just – Let's just get through today and then we'll, we'll go from there and then just focus on being a good person, a good teammate and sort of helping your other teammates out, take it, take it away from yourself and just sort of focus on other people that's in your life that mean a lot to you. And that was my turning point mm. and that's what helped me was focusing on other people and my brother's kids and, and my teammates that needed my help and not worrying about myself once. And that was my turning point. Do you remember playing that that game? Were yeah, you, yeah. You... I was just the loudest person out there. <laughs> I was. I had to be the loudest person because the noises in my head were nearly as loud. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great insight, mate. We appreciate you sharing it. I no, think there'd right. be a lot of people listening that would feel the same way. And I think people that play footy, or you see guys playing senior footy, or AFL, or I don't know, musicians, <laughs> or people you look up to, and you think maybe sometimes they don't go through yeah. hard stuff mentally. So I think sharing it's really important and. We appreciate it. Um, if we get back into footy, yep. a couple of big moments, Port Adelaide <laughs> I want to talk to you about. 2017, which I, th- I think uh, you'll be able to tell me. So 2017, 2018, West Coast v Port Adelaide, a couple of big games. Yep. 2017, <laughs> did Luke Shuey duck? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had him on here. I think he said he, like, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Of course I did. <laughs> hey, if it's there, you've got to you got to be done. Right? Be if that done. was with Port Boy and he oh, did it, you'd exactly. be like, congratulations. Well done. Exactly. Well done. <laughs> when you're on the other end of it, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So 2017 <laughs> was a final. Um, it was yeah. an elimination final. Elimination final, yeah. Um, regular time, 40 seconds to go. I just watched the replay. Jared Pollock coming out of the middle, kicks to a one-on-one, yourself and Eric McKenzie, top mm-hmm. of the goal square. And you'd, you'd let up. It was a good lead and and uh, it was a bad kick, um, probably why Jared found himself at North Melbourne um, probably not too long <laughs> after this. But uh, uh, you just got out of position. Eric McKenzie went back but he dropped it and it was a foot race and the scores are level. Yeah. 40 seconds left. You're running pretty much at the goals, yep. and his nickname's Easy. So Easy picked it up yep. and started beelining for the post. For the b- and you look the point post, yeah. and you've just given him a massive whack. Yeah, and he and he got his hands in front of the point post and smacked it into the point into post. the point post. Didn't yeah. score. Um, they held it together. West Coast for thirty seconds went yep. to extra time, and 
Do you remember that, Eric McKenzie? Oh, absolutely. Because in, in, in WA, like that's yeah, that's Eric McKenzie. Is rem- he is remembered for that moment. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like that, and you can't expect an umpire to call a deliberate no. in that time of the game as well. But it's like, yeah, it was like the same thing. I had separation on the lead, yep. and then had to come back, and then we were both racing for it. And I remember I, I was hoping to push him because he just put hands on the ball, and I was hoping to push him, and then I could pick the ball up. But he's just had like fingertips on it and just moved it to the point post and I could not believe it. And I was like looking around like, what the fuck? That's what you did. You looked yeah. around like, I don't know what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Deliberate. <laughs> you know? And Something. Yes. Yeah, so, and then, yeah, well, I suppose the rest is history. Went into overtime. I remember the overtime sign went and I was like, what the fuck? And then Gov was running around going, yeah, yeah. I was like, fucking draw, mate. <laughs> 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 so he celebrated when it was a draw. I think so. Yeah. Oh, that is that's <laughs> that is McGovern no, no clue what the score is. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, the overtime came, and then um, the Luke Shuey goal. That's that's so clutch. I mean, you can't. That's just unbelievable to be able to sort of reset yourself and go back and do that. Yeah. Were you um were you in that sort of group of people on the mark because there was about fifteen no. guys jumping up and down. No, yeah, I what was. What were you um, doing? Why would you? What were you doing? I don't know. We're, I think I might even be off. Oh, I think get you with the goal square, surely. Yeah, I know. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> just couldn't believe it. Still, with Eric Kenzie, just trying to figure it out. Well, that's it. I, I had my fair chances of ice in that game, but it sort of didn't work out yeah, for me either. Kick six behind in that game, didn't you? Yeah, three six. I mean, sometimes <laughs> you win them, sometimes you lose them. Well, that's yeah, it. it goes. Be- before we go to the, uh, another bad one from 2018, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll highlight a good one in 2017. You outscored the Gold Coast Suns by yourself. Um, you kicked 24 points total and they kicked 20. That's a good game. By uh, one, I think it was 135 oh. to 20 and you kicked four goals, three, I think. That was our, that was like the last game of the season or something. It was. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah. must be good to to do that against your team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it is and it isn't, I suppose. But, um, no, and it's always a good day when you're kicking goals. So, Luke Shuey kicks a goal, 2017. Yep. You think that's the last time we'll get done after the siren. Definitely the last time we get done after the siren by West Coast. Yeah. 2018. Now, you just said, and I do remember this. I, I didn't play in either of these games, by the way, which oh. I'm pretty flat about. <laughs> Shock, though. <laughs> Dropped. <laughs> 2018, um, you were having a good game. Big battle with Tom Barras, yep. I think. And you had, a, you had an incident in the last, last quarter. Last quarter. It was the last quarter. No, it was the maybe, last quarter. Yeah, it may have been, yeah. And um, you broke your leg. Yeah. I, um, broke your leg. It was Jay Wingo and kicked the ball. And like, as I was sort of running back, and but it went – it was a sort of sky ball. So then we've both had to come back. And – uh, Tommy was he was in front of me, so then I've like jumped to spoil it and like sort of got my leg caught underneath me and my foot was facing backwards and I landed down. Oh. Um, so foot like like I'm sitting like this, my foot was sort of facing backwards and sort of oh. I just heard a big crack and I had a spiral fracture in the thing. But I just thought I'd roll my ankle because yeah, you walked off. I yeah, sort of walked off and I was standing on the bench going like trying to get some like weight through it and all thought this sort it was of stuff. A rolled ankle. Thought because I roll my ankles all the time. Yeah. And I thought I'd just like I actually it actually dislocated and then came back in. <laughs> but I actually thought that's all I did. So I was like, okay, well maybe I'm alright. And then so I'm standing on the bench and then I'm like, no, nah, I'm not alright. <laughs> and wow. then like, yeah, and then went to went to the hospital and they said you've got a break. So Wow. So McGovern kicks you remember McGovern kicking the like yeah. surely Surely you boys are like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, how do you don't believe it. How do you write that? Well, like, we had the ball. Like, yes. I think there was like 40 seconds to go or something. Yeah. We had the ball along the arc. 
Yeah. If we just had us fucked around with it, yeah. we could we would have won the game. But we've sort of kicked it in. Turnover. Turnover. Goal. Bang bang. Gubs have gone into the into the forward no, line. There was, a, there was a goal because it was from a centre bounce. Yeah, that's right. Actually, it was. Wasn't so it? you guys had the ball. You yep. were up by more than a goal. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then turnover, goal, goal, JK or something like that. And then centre bounce and McGovern went forward. So Gov's spoken about it here on this podcast. Mm. Sort of, he remembers going down there and Ebo was down there, who a former teammate of mine. Yeah. And Ebo was being a bit. Bit of, bit of an Ebo, and he was going, oh, who's been on this? Who's doing this? And yeah. Gov was like, if we get this clearance, no one's on – like they haven't figured out who's yeah. on me. And Oh, goes, we were, I remember we were standing on the bench. So oh, fucking oh, someone, yeah. someone get on it. Yes. Someone. Yes. And, um, yeah, then sort of Ebo just looking around, and as the balls come in, he's, <laughs> he's sort of come back, and, and then he's marked it, and he's kicked a mongrel punt. Yes. And it's gone shin. through. Shin. And it's like – Fuck you. <laughs> Do you speak about that in the room after? You sort of, what's the wish of your action? Is it, I was straight in the, straight in the ambulance yeah. and I was out of there. I was pretty glad to be the, out of there. On the whistle. On the whistle. <laughs> on the whistle, yeah. Wasn't even that much pain, but still give me the whistle. <laughs> um, a few more questions on um, Port Adelaide. Then I want to talk about Chuck's garage, driving with Dixon. Yep. Loving the content you're putting out over there. And then we're going to do a very, very special segment then. Mm. So well, I know Charlie's here for it. Um, you guys, Port Adelaide, have been highly successful side over the last five years. You, you, until last year, you won the most games. Um, yeah. If you put a ladder together of most games won, you were ahead of Geelong, again, ahead of Richmond, ahead of these sides of the winning flags. You guys haven't been able to do that. You haven't been able to perform in finals. What's, what's, what, what's the – I don't know, after going back to back prelims, what 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 is it like in, in, in the group? Is it is it we, we want to go better? Are you strike? You know, what, what is the feeling inside the group after doing that sort of stuff? Oh, it's pretty heartbreaking sort of stuff, but we've been thereabouts for like you said for five years. Yeah. And we know we're 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 thereabouts to be the top side and to beat all the top sides. It's just being able to string it together properly and doing it for longer is um the main thing. And oh, you know, Two prelims, it's heartbreaking stuff. Um, I mean, the one against the dogs was was pretty disappointing. But um, like, yeah, it's it's hard. Like the whole group, you know, like everyone hates it. Everyone that feeling in, in it's like a pit in your stomach sort of yeah. thing. You know, like we were that close to a grand final, and I've never tasted anything like that. So, and and a lot of boys haven't. So, um, yeah, it sort of you you get hungry. Definitely hungrier to go go back and do it again, but oh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. We just because we, we are thereabouts, and it's just being able to keep everyone on the park and and making it sort of work. But does, does what happened last year losing uh, games you know off the bat, a lot of expectation again because you've been such a good side. Do, yeah. do you think it not the the you know breaking the back type areas, but is it the weight of expectation perhaps that you go and underperform? You know, like last year underperformed, right? You oh yeah, that? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were disappointing for yeah. sure. Um, and like, but we were still, we were still thereabouts yeah. because like the close games, like Collingwood win those, have won those close games, and we lost those close games. Yeah. Where and then if we win those, we're in, we're still, we were still in with a chance. But and sometimes that's the way it goes. But definitely very disappointing last year. But oh, I don't know. It's like I try not to analyze it too much because otherwise it, I'm just – it'll do me head in and like I'm a pretty easygoing guy and I'm a simple man but yeah, I just try to move a day at a time in the football <laughs> world otherwise it's too hard. What's uh, Junior Rowley 
been buzzing around at your feet like he's a gun. Oh footy, yeah, absolutely. Gun footy player. He's um just pops up and he uses the ball so well. Yeah. And he delivers the ball so well. I mean, I, I've sort of had a little bit interrupted sort of preseason, but like the, when we've played a little bit with together, it's uh it looks like fun. Yeah. So. I remember the boys playing with him. I never saw him as in the back line too much, but <laughs> he's a smart, smart, very, player. very smart. smart guy. Yeah. Footy guy. Now I just want to show you this one. See your action. Um. Got to be honest, it blew me away a little bit, uh, Charlie. What, um, what, um, what is going on here? What are we looking at here? Boy, oh boy, can we see that one there, David? Holy shit. You yeah. are just uh, – there's a, there's a mu- music clip. I used to watch with a mate of mine, Ryan Davis, who's been on this podcast. He's oh, played no, for Ryan. Southport yeah, Sharks. Yeah. Good man, Davo. And he – oh, he's at the Gold Coast Suns as well. He's at the Gold Coast, yeah. So uh, there's this, this video of the Viking, right, and he, yeah. and he like his – it's like to techno music and he's like gathering up this posse <laughs> of people and he's like marching through and he has a beard and he's tatted and he's ripped within an inch of his life. <laughs> that is you. And you're on an <laughs> AFL football field. Yeah. What, what happened here? Where is your jumper? Uh, it was um, – <laughs> yeah, I remember Stratton was playing on me and like I handballed the ball. And he, I could feel him. He's trying to take me to ground, and um, which he did. And then I just sort of like landed on him, like the people's elbow. just a sort of sly elbow, so, so just like- which is a bit out of character. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and I landed. I just landed on him, and I was like, and then like there was a bit of a scuffle, and then it sort of ended. And then as I was going to get up, Shield come over and just sort of whacked me again, put me over, and then I've ended up. Sort of grabbing him, flipping him over, and then being on top of him. And someone's grabbing on top of my shirt, and that as of like, and I'm getting pulled one way, and then that going that way, and then it's sort of just going straight off me. <laughs> and I'm like looking around like this. The crowd was going wild. Oh, yeah. They lost it was right it. in front of them. <laughs> so then I just walked off, and um, yeah, it's pretty wild. And I remember Chad coming up to me. He goes, "That'd be one of your best best moments in AFL footy, right?" <laughs> <laughs> He's a runner, Chad Corns. <laughs> Chad Corns, yeah. <laughs> Because he had his shirt ripped off in a game, and they were trying to get him off, but he stayed on for longer. I remember and just that. Running around. I remember that. Yeah, just absolutely loved when he was playing for GWS. That's right. He was loving himself sick. That's right. <laughs> usually the jumper gets ripped at that point, but yours, yours was in great, great neck. Just, just, just came off. Just came off. Well, I'll tell you what. If I don't ever, ever had a rig like that in AFL, I'm going to play three hundred games. Um, mate, I want to talk to you about what you're doing. Um, like us, well, yep. we do back chat. We do content. There's all sorts of shit all over socials. Yep. Doing a bit of a um, prep for having a chat to you. And mate, Chuck's garage and driving yep. with Dixon. Tell us about that. That stuff looks cool. Yeah, no, it's uh, basically a passion of mine. I've always sort of loved cars and um, just mucking around with them, driving them, racing them, doing whatever. And um, and like I had a couple of cars on the Gold Coast and then um, they were just sort of like hobby things. I wasn't doing anything. Then I moved down here. I bought one car and I decided I was like I watch a heap of people on YouTube. So I was like, well, maybe I'll give the YouTube a go. And um, I think it might have been 17 or 18. I sort of gave it a crack and – um, I had my Monaro, bought my silver Monaro and then I sort of pulled that apart and sort of made it into a bit of a race car and drag car sort of thing and and then I've just acquired a few cars over over the time and and um, I've sort of done a couple of different segments in the channel which is Chuck's Garage which is I've got a sort of warehouse that I've sort of turned into Looks great. a bit of a content space and for myself and I'm sort of hopefully turning it into a studio where people can bring their cars and sort of get professional photos done or in front of Chuck's garage mural and or on the big cycler armor wall that I've sort of built, building for the last four or five months. But I uh, but for the Chuck's garage segment, I get just 
random people who have got cool cars that come in. It can be anything and um, tell me the story about why they build that car, why they have that car and if there's any future plans. And um, I I used to have a big uh, mural with a tyre on it where the guests would – I'd get a Polaroid and then they'd sign the wall, which I'm getting that made up so I can pull it down and move it. So when I move out of there and go to somewhere else, I can sort of take that with me. So still waiting on that. And then I also say if you want to do a burnout – you can do a burnout out the front of the shed. So out the front of the shed's like a little car park area. And um, yeah, so most most of the time I do a burnout unless it's like a supercar had a mate who, who had a $2.3 million Lexus. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. And um, he, I said, you don't have to do a burnout, but he was adamant. He was going to try to do a burnout and there was smoke coming don't out tell, of this thing. Don't and tell me like, blew it up. Oh, no. I was like, oh, my God. And then, yeah, but that thing was amazing. But, was, that like, was that the one of 500 car? There was only like 500 of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the yellow. Yeah. It was a yeah. yellow or orange, he calls it. It's definitely yellow. Yeah, it's yellow. <laughs> but um, it's a Lexus LFA. Yeah, they only made like 500. And um, the the he actually went over and because they hand-build them in um, Japan and he went over and watched them build it. And he said, I never heard it before. And they threw him in one of the cars and they just said, rev it as hard as you can. And But like that was a whole – that was wild. Like he knew so much about that. But I just – love doing that sort of stuff and seeing what other people have built and yeah. their crazy ideas and and what they want to do in the future as well and and um no it's sort of it's starting to go all right I just got to be consistent had a couple of harleys on there as well so which is which is awesome i just want outrageous stuff i've got it i'm trying to get a truck like an old school kenworth truck that's going to come through and we sort of want get through. we want the back chat bus yeah, we yeah. want a back chat bus. Very early on when we started doing this, we'd be like, how fucking good would it be for – like even if we don't have it forever, but yeah. just have the back chat bus, roll into Adelaide, pull it up, up the park at the front of Port Adelaide, yeah. get Charlie on for an hour, get Bokey <laughs> on for an hour, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just to get all the boys on. Yeah. See you later, boys, we're off. So maybe if we do that. Pull into Chuck's, Chuck's garage. garage. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, mate, could could I, you just build it for us? For, <laughs> listeners, for <laughs> listeners that don't have visual on this or you haven't looked it up, basically we saw it, Dan, I was like – that's pretty much that's what, what we, we need want. for back chat. Yeah, like, yeah, Charlie's exactly. dominating. Yeah. Yeah. It looks sick, mate. <laughs> Doing really well. So if you yeah. love your cars, yep. how can they find you? Over at YouTube? Yeah, so I've got an Instagram, Driveman Dixon, Facebook, Driveman Dixon, and then same thing on YouTube, Driveman Dixon. Um, the actual Driveman Dixon name came from, it's like a bit of a podcast and a car. I've only done two apps because it's Seen ha- it. hard to find sort of um, – sort of to get people on through the footy season. So I'm going to try – been trying to get Koshy on and just trying to work out his Koshy, time. So basically I pick right. someone up in a in a car. Like pick, I did Travis Spoke, picked him up in a um, Ferrari Lusso. And we did just, ya? And we just went for a cruise. It was Amazing. about an hour and a half or if 30 minutes or something like that. And then I did Chad Corns as well, picked him up and, and my mate's got this wild F-150 truck, new one, and that sort of he jumps over shit with it. It's like Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld does this, right? Yeah, he does it. Similar, yeah, same sort of thing. But they have a coffee and all that sort of stuff. But oh, it's just a genuine chit-chat about it's the good. first car crash or whatever like that and just have a chat. A chat. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's just like it's it's real. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, last question, Dan. I want you to ask this. Yeah, how close were you playing – how close were you to playing in the West Coast Waffle side? The West Coast Waffles. We like, found oh, an article. Yeah. Port Adelaide. Was that last co- year? Contacts yeah. the West Coast it was, Eagles. It was less than a year ago. <laughs> to see if Charlie Dixon can play in the West Coast Waffle side. What the fuck was going on there? I, yeah, I, I remember. You had a buy. We had a buy. So yeah, you, that's right. We van, did. And your sample side of I had a buy as well. So they wanted you to get some state league. Yeah, I had no idea about it though. <laughs> and like, I remember Kenny got, coming to me. I think we had training. 
and someone rang me and said, you play in the waffle. Someone from over here, you play in the waffle. And I said, what? <laughs> no, we play for Port Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Kenny goes, oh, yeah, no, we floated it. And I'm like, oh. wouldn't you want to ask me? <laughs> that is hilarious. So, yeah, that was something that was apparently happening under under the cards. Um, <laughs> mate, it's been a great chat. Uh, we're I've not got done one more question before Scotial. Oh, my God. Here we go. Okay. Be <laughs> there's a certain name that comes up on this podcast a fair amount. Usually um, there's some funny stories about him. He's since moved to Port. Scott Lysette. <laughs> Um, you only any good Scott Lysette stories for us because there's been a plenty while um, during his time at West Coast. Yeah. Um, so, Scoot, he's invited us to go fishing with him in his bar crusher, and we went. Um, so we rocked up to his place. I went to Cluzzers, Tom Cleary's first. We got sort of the eskies or whatever, and we went to went to Scoots, and he's got all the boat ready, and go down and fuel up, and we in the boat, <laughs> get in the boat. And we start driving out and we're sort of 10 minutes out and he's like, leans to him, standing next to him, he leans to me and he goes, imagine if we forgot the bay, eh? That'd be pretty funny. And I was like, yeah, no, it would be pretty funny. And then we're driving and then he just, he doesn't break, like, doesn't look anywhere else, but he just sort of starts backing off the throttle. <laughs> and I'm like looking at him, I'm like, what are you doing, mate? He's like, I forgot the bait. <laughs> 10 minutes out, I'm like, I said, shut up, mate. You have not. And he goes... Yeah, no, nah, I forgot the bait. So then we wheeled around, and then him trying to dock the, his boat on the on the <laughs> on the thing, there was like probably about five or six people just watching us, and like there was five or six of us like footballers Poor in this boys. boat, and the whole thing's all over the place. It was an absolute <laughs> shit show. But like, and then he's just rammed it into the bank, and then we just grabbed <laughs> all of it, <laughs> run up and get some bait, and it's like <laughs> the boys every time they they go out for a fish, it's called the show. So welcome back to the show, lads. Wow. Because <laughs> it's a fucking shit, a shit show. show. <laughs> I mean, does that surprise anybody? No. This is from the man <laughs> who spent 24 hours after the grand final in his footy boots because he lost his medal, lost his jumper. You know, I heard this story. No. Oh, mate, I can't do it to that. Just listen, <laughs> I'll send it to you on socials. Yeah. A, there's a decent story about Scott Lysett post. He was he was best on the grand final while yeah. he was getting traded from the football club yeah. as well to yeah. the Port Adelaide. Yeah, channel. yeah. Um, mate, we are up to social media. It's getting hot in here. We need if anyone's listening, they want to sponsor us with an air conditioner. I really appreciate it. <laughs> we, give, we give calls out for it all the time. Still haven't had anyone. It needs to be a silent one. Well, I'm sweating. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what? We're going to get Charlie out of here. He's got a game to play tomorrow, so we do appreciate <laughs> him coming on. Uh, social media, not social. Yeah, social. Okay, so Chuck's garage, you know, driving yep. with Dixon. Yep, similar, mm-hmm. not social, social. Where we get the people to ask you the questions. You yeah, see, Dan yeah, and yeah. I. This is <laughs> this is what the people want to know. All yep. right, so let's get into it. Rowan M. Fitch, uh, ask him who was the player that got the all clear ticked off to ride motorbikes to the club. <laughs> um, that sounded like a laugh that they haven't had it all ticked <laughs> off yet. Yeah. <laughs> what motorbikes? Um, so I assume um, there's a rule you're not allowed to ride motorbikes. Yeah, there's the rules on dirt bikes and Harleys and stuff like that. But okay. I think it's uh, that's what Ken's pretty good. He said he understands the player's got to live. And um, I live in the hills and um, if I'm running late, I can sort of jump on the Harley and ride down. Do you? <laughs> you're on a Harley. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Chris Marston used to ride one of those. He had to park it around behind the club and walk in. So yeah, I just walked to the club, caught the train in. Uh, very good. Uh, we've asked that one, Langers underscore sport. 
Uh, how far will the power go in 2023 and how's the team environment after last season? We sort of covered uh, a bit of that. Cover that. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's like on footy classifiers. I know that's a footy question. Carazaro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you put that in there, just so you know. You wrote that. Yep. Thank you. I didn't uh, write the question. It's do underscore pid. Great. Uh, who's your top three most respected opposition defenders and why? Oh, top three. Um, fuck. <laughs> Who's hard, who's hard to play on? You don't have to give us the why. I mean, Tar- top one. Who's hard to play on? Uh, or who? Talia, he's oh, yeah. he's pretty hard to play on because like he, it just felt like he didn't want anything to do with the football. He just made sure <laughs> I had nothing. Yes. So that was always very hard. He'd be in my, in my back pocket, and yeah. if I could even score one to two goals on him, I, I'd have, that means I'd had a good day. Yeah. And Rance was, I always used to love playing Rance because if you can get hold of him early, he was never out of it. He'd always find a way. And, like, if I could get a few goals on him, he would find a way to try and, sh- at like, <laughs> shut me the hell out of the game. And he would do it. Like, he was he, – but I love playing – like, I love playing against the best. And um, who else? So, uh, Harris Andrews, is he's up there with, with one of the toughest as well because he's so long, so strong, and um, he moves really well. Just named co-captain of the Brisbane Lions, Harris mm. Andrews. Geelong boy. Congratulations. Mm. Uh, Riley, JL, uh, Riley J. Nelson underscore. Uh, what are Charlie's thoughts on headbutting annoying small forwards? Now, that is in reference, I believe, to me headbutting Zach Butters, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> That's it. Was that – it was Boyd Woodcock, I reckon, you headbutted. No, it was Zach Butters. Was it? Like, oh, it, was, it actually it was. Like, was, like, yeah, it was yeah. very funny. Who the fuck is Boyd Woodcock? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Zach, <laughs> Zach Butters is who I had because I that's irony, like yeah. headbutt butters. Headbutt butters, did yeah. You, did you play that game? It was it was yeah. hub. That was the hub game. Yes. Yep. Any thoughts on that? Play on. <laughs> Seb Vanders. <laughs> it's not leadership, <laughs> that's for sure. Definitely uh, yeah, Seb Vanders. Uh, what is the most wild off field story from your time at the Suns? I'm gonna pause and say maybe we could hold that for our VIPs, yeah, for, for Patreons. patrons. Okay. We do one question for our VIPs, our patrons that doesn't go out to anyone. We'll keep it. We'll still keep it uh, like PG, but maybe I think that's yeah. a good question. Yeah, sure. Ask it. Um, because there's a better one about the Gold Coast Suns that's not here that I'll just ask instead. Yeah. What was your um, your weirdest, wildest appearance as a Gold Coast Sun player? You know, so your your community appearances, maybe your sponsorship deal where you're down. At, like I had one at IGA Leaderville, which is not far yeah, from, from where Cam, we are now. It's from Camo Cox. It's there. Best worst promo gig when you're at the Suns. Sorry. Best worst promo gig. I was down in the fruit and veg department down at the local IGA once and yep. about three people came through. I was signing posters. And like, everyone just wanted their fucking <laughs> apples and bananas. You were fucking <laughs> awesome. I feel like at the Gold Coast maybe they had you doing some rogue stuff to get the um, footy name out there. Oh, we used to go like for the worst one, we'd go to like pure rugby league, <laughs> rugby league places and they'd just – I don't know if I can say this, but they'd yeah. be calling us gay FL. Like you guys play gay <laughs> FL all the time. Like these are little kids out at like Logan home and all this sort of stuff. They would nearly try and bash us because we were AFL people. But wow. then, yeah, and so that that was that was odd that we'd go out into the rugby league mixer and like try and sell them AFL. Like, and then what we would do was like because they didn't want to do anything football. We'd, we'd just kick the balls as high as we could, and then watch them hit the kids on the way down. Like, <laughs> And they try and they try and catch the ball, and like that was all all we did, all we could do with them because they were absolute maniacs out there. But then I had a couple of good appearances. Was like Magic Millions had to do an appearance for like Jeep, 
and like uh, we were in like the main area for then went to so that turned into a big day. That was um, that was a good <laughs> accidentally one. leave your contacts in that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, accidentally <laughs> left them in that night, that's for sure. <laughs> that's very good. Uh, James underscore Belton. Uh, what superpower would you have if it wasn't growing a godlike beard? Mm, that is actually a very good superpower. <laughs> superpower. Um, I think being able to fly would be pretty good. That would be good. I'd just be like, right, I'm out. That would be actually very, very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a good one. Kane, Zach. Uh, hi, King Charles. Do you give two shits about the prison bar jumper issue? <laughs> That's very, I've got to be, yeah. I think. I've got to be, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like. I think it's a great jumper and everything like that. But at the same time, we need to like. It can't be the same argument every year. We can't keep having the same argument. The rule. The it's been done. Like whatever agreement they worked out, that's the, why we can't work. Where we can't wear it. I'd just rather just move on and be comp- like. I know we we do a lot of stuff with our with our prison bars and history of the club. We need to move on. I think. I'm did you? I know you're skirting on because the fact that you, yeah you don't want to get held up. Were you, did you play in the game where the boys put them on after the game? Yeah. Did you, did you play in that? Yeah. That was pretty fun, wasn't it? Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It's different. I I had no idea what we're doing, and then <laughs> we come down and we're shopping jumpers. So, I mean, we got to do what the club wants us to do, and we support it, of course. Like, and I think yeah, we should be allowed to wear it one game a year. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, there's no dramas with that. I don't think there is, but. At the end of the day, like, it's a jumper. We've just got to move on and we've just got to keep playing. We're done and dusted. I was just going to say, I saw a video of you wearing the Prison Bars jumper. I don't know if it's the exact one, but you were blowing kisses to the crowd while you were playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was actually, like, my first game back um, after breaking my leg. Wow. And um, Samful, I think we are playing the Red Legs or something like that, and they would just they were giving it to me all game. When they when there was even, and then I'd just kick three goals in a row or something like that, and I've walked off the bench, and they were stone cold silent, and I was like, I can't fucking hear you now, can I? <laughs> <laughs> and then they they're all like, oh, was this in the sample? In the sample, how good's playing in the sample, giving it to the crowd? Oh mate, I like, used to do that on the regular. I played a lot of waffle footy. Yeah, like they, I used to love the banter, but they're brutal. Yeah, so it's like give it back. Fuck you, Zach. <laughs> you know, like it, but like that's that's what I love about like the SA football. Like they just love it and they're so passionate about it. And that's just – and I'm passionate too. And like when <laughs> – if you're going to give it, you, you've you got to expect to cop it, you know. Correct. Like So, yeah, that was probably that. That's um, <laughs> mate, we hope you have a great year this year. We appreciate you coming mm. in. Sorry it's so fucking hot. I'm nah, really, I'm really hot. I'm going to get the sweats <laughs> on. Stick around, VIPs. We can have a little couple of questions here for uh, Charlie. Um, mate, have a great year. Thanks very much. Everyone is listening. Backchat double underscore. Follow us on socials. Uh, Backchatpodcast.com today. You, you can find us over there. All the good shit there. You know what to do. Whippersnapper Whiskey, Margaret River Roasting Co., Blue Bet, Shelter Brewing Co., Leadable Cameras, VIPs for patrons. You know what's up. Yep. We'll see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.